You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome, welcome if you're joining us uh, here as a guest or a visitor. Welcome to all those joining us online. Uh, as uh, Chris said, my name is Adrian. Uh, one of the team here, and just uh, great to be able to share the word with you guys this morning. Uh, apologies if you are using the app and it's having some issues. Uh, we're going to work to get that sorted, uh, but otherwise, feel free, free to pull out your notes and uh, jump in to today. Sorry, this is taking way too long to open that up, but there we go. We got there. Awesome. Well, today I've titled my message, Do You Really Want to Quit? Do you really want to quit? It's kind of a question to you, question to me. And I'm hoping that at the end of this message, you'll be reminded of the difference that you're making. You'll be reminded uh, that you shouldn't quit and you should keep going. Is that cool? I don't know if, if it's just me. Maybe it's just me, uh, or maybe you as well. Have those days where you want to quit, right? Where you want to throw in the towel. Sometimes it's just the small things, right? It's the small things. You wake up in the morning, you get out of bed, you st- stroll on to the kitchen, you open the fridge, and there's no milk for your coffee. And you're like, I've had it. That's, I've, I've had enough of today. Or maybe you're looking for your car keys, right? And you can't find your car keys. 15 minutes go by, 20 minutes go by. At this point, you're late for your, your meeting or you're late for work. You're late to drop the kids to school. And you just, I've, I'm done. Can't find the car keys. Maybe you, you go into the laundry and the washing machine's flooded. There's water everywhere and you've got to clean it up. Maybe you're driving down the road and they've changed the speed limit from 80 to 50. And it's just taken forever to get anywhere. Sorry for those online. It's an East Auckland joke uh, that we can all relate to. A frustration, a pain that we all feel. Uh, whatever, you know, sometimes it's the small things that kind of make us feel like, man, I've had enough. I want to quit. But sometimes it's the big things, right? Sometimes it's the, the tragedy or the disaster that we don't see coming that kind of rocks our world. Sometimes it's your work environment that begins to feel unbearable. Sometimes it's the stress, your stress that becomes kind of overwhelming and crippling. I don't know what it is, but I think sometimes, right, we all get to that point where we want to quit, right? We want to throw in the towel, and you kind of think to yourself, I'm done. Why am I even doing this? Does it even matter? And sometimes we want to quit because it gets hard. You can't see a way through. It kind of all seems too much. I think there can often be many reasons why we want to quit, but when I kind of really thought to myself, when I've come to that point, what is it really? And I think at the core of it, sometimes we want to quit because we begin to doubt whether it even matters, right? Whether what, we re- what we're doing really makes a difference. Am I, is it really worth it? Does anyone even notice? We come to that point. And if you've ever felt like me, like quitting, then I'm hoping this next scripture that I'm going to share is going to encourage you as it encouraged me. It says this in Galatians uh, chapter 6, verse 9, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Another translation says it like this, Let us not grow weary or become discouraged in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap if we do not give in. You know, doing good, doing the right thing can be tough, right? Especially if we, if we begin to wonder whether it really even matters. When we begin to lose sight of why we're doing it in the first place. And this, this verse, right, it reminds us that it does matter. 
that, that we, we are making a difference, that, that we don't always see the results straight away, but if we keep doing good, we will reap a harvest. In fact, uh, some of the impact we, went, we make, we won't actually see on this side of eternity. Some of the things we're doing or the things we're sowing into actually is going to make a difference to someone's eternity, but we're not going to see that in this life. But what, is that, what, is, what does that actually mean? What, like, what does it mean to do good? Doing good, if, the Bible says if we do good, we will reap a harvest. But what is, it, what, what is it actually that good? What does that actually look like? I, I was reading a book, a kind of commentary on the Bible uh, by an author called Sidlow Baxter, and he, he draws out from the book of Galatians four kinds of bearing uh, that, we, that we as believers should see evident in our lives fruit-bearing, burden-bearing, seed-bearing, and brand-bearing, and he kind of describes this as what it looks like to be good, and I know those kind of words uh, um, are kind of maybe not the kind of language we'd use, but if we would look at the context of the people of Galatia, this who the, the letter of Galatians was written to, it was kind of like a rural area. A lot of the people would have been uh, agricultural workers, and so the examples that Paul uses would have really made sense to them, would, would have made sense in their context. But I like it because the four very practical things, the things uh, that we can do too, and, and four things that remind us of how we can outwork our faith. And don't worry, I'm going I'm to unpack these a little bit and hopefully use some language that, that makes a little bit more sense to us. And I want to explore these four things because I think they're great. So number one, doing good focuses on producing fruit, focuses on producing fruit. He talks about fruit bearing. In Galatians 5, chapter 5, verse 22 to 23 says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And now note that it says that the Holy Spirit produces these things. It's kind of almost counterintuitive because we are to focus on producing fruit, but it's actually God who produces the fruit in us. You see, fruit is a result of being connected to Jesus. We, we bear fruit when we're in relationship with Him. Gifts are simply that, the gifts, they're given to us, but fruit is evidence of a growing relationship with Jesus. Jesus used this analogy of, of vine and branches and he said, he said this, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. So here we see that, that we're to focus on producing fruit. But actually, focusing on producing fruit really just means focusing on our relation with God. When we're, when we're in relationship with God, then, then the Holy Spirit begins to produce this kind of fruit in our lives. Let me ask you this. Do you see yourself growing in kindness, in love, and in peace, and patience, and self-control? I know looking at that list, there's lots of things that I should be growing in, and I know my wife and my kids are saying amen. <laughs> but, you know, again, fruit is a relationship, as uh, uh, a result of growth in Christ, more than a result of our own self-effort. It's something that happens gradually. But the question is, are we creating space to develop our relation with God? Are we making it a priority? Are we spending time with Him? Are we getting close to Him? Are we in the habit of spending time with Jesus? 
The second bearing he talks about is this. He talks about uh, doing good shares the burdens of others. Number two, doing good shares the burdens of others, burden bearing. I like the way the, the New Living Translation puts it. It was really blind. I quite, I quite like it straight. It says this in chapter 6, verse 2, share each other's burdens, and in this way obey the law of Christ. If you think yourself too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. I love that. You know, one of the mottos that we have here as a staff team is it's not about me. It's not about me because we, we want to remind ourselves every day that we don't exist for ourselves. We exist for others. That's what we're here for. And loving God and loving others is, is really at the core of the center of what Christianity is, right? Over and over again, the Bible teaks, t- talks about how we're to put ourselves last, how we're to serve others, how we're to uh, provide for the needs of others where we can about Again, it's not about us. And as the saying goes, a burden shared is a burden halved, right? And sometimes, you know, carrying someone's burden can look like simply just sitting with them and listening. Just being present, being near. Sometimes it looks like cooking a meal for them or cooking meals for them and and helping in, in a practical way. Sometimes it's simply just taking time to help them with their job or help them with the problem, whether that's uh, in your family or your, your workplace or, or, or your friend group. Sometimes it's standing with them in prayer. Bearing someone's burden can, can take many forms. There's many small ways and big ways that we can help uh, bear the burden for those in our world. But my question is this, who in your life right now needs you to help needs help carrying their burden. Who in your world needs your help or needs you to help them carry their burden? The third thing he talks about is seed bearing. And I've written it like this, doing good sows for the future. Doing good sows for the future. In Galatians uh, chapter 6, verse 7 and 9, it says, you always harvest what you plant. Those who only live to satisfy their sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. It's a powerful spiritual truth, right? You always harvest what you plant. It kind of makes sense in the natural, right? If you, if you were to take some apple seeds and you were to plant those apple seeds, what you would expect to get is an apple tree, right? If you were to take some mustard seeds and plant some mustard seeds, you'd expect to get a mustard tree. And, you know, you can carry that on to a whole bunch of different examples of trees. I'm not really a gardener, to be honest. Uh, I haven't really planted any trees that I can think of. But somehow we think that in the, in the kind of spiritual world that it maybe doesn't work that way. Like we want to reap things that we haven't sown, right? We, we, we want the result of things that we haven't planted for. And sometimes we, we see that happen, right, with our kids. When you hear your kids say something exactly like your spouse would say it. Do you know what I mean? And you, and you like realize, you're like, yep, you sowed that, <laughs> uh, but we didn't really want to reap it, although it's, it's, it's mostly us as well, right, if we're being honest. You know, the reality is that uh, like planting a seed, the things that we sow are very similar. With our time, with our energy, with our resources, we reap the benefits, but also the consequences of what we sow, right? The relationships that you invest time into, they benefit from that time that you've invested into them. That business that you invest into, 
you invest your time into your resources, provided it's a sound business, it will also reap the benefits of those investments. The habits that we repeatedly do, we reap from them both bad and good, right? We, the, we, we, we produce results both good and bad from what we sow into. And the challenge here is that we live to please the Spirit, right? To act as much on the impulses or the leadings or the guidings of the Holy Spirit in our lives when we begin to sow into things that are going to last for eternity. Doing good recognizes that we'll reap the fruit according to what we sow. And last but not least, uh, number four, it talked about uh, brand bearing, brand bearing. And, and I've written it like this, doing good represents the character of Christ. Galatians 6 verse 17, this is Paul speaking, says, for I, bear in, for I bear on my body the scars that show I belong to Jesus. So in this context, Paul means this in a very literal sense, right? There was many occasions where Paul is beaten and is flogged um, for his faith, and because of that, he would have had real scars, like real scars showing that he's a Christian, um, and, and, so, and, and bearing the, the, the brand of Christ in a very literal sense. But I think this can also be used in a, in a mer- metaphorical sense, uh, because in a, in a figurative sense, because while I'd gather or I'd guess that most of us haven't been here beaten for our faith, that we can still carry the brand of Christ by our character, right? We can still represent Christ by the way that we live. People can still see Christ through us by the way we live by the way that we treat others, by the way that we carry ourselves. You see, we as Christians are also called to be recognized by our character, by the way we live, and by the way we love one another. You know, in John uh, 13, verse 35, Jesus said, By this everyone will know, you, know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Our character and the way that we live is is a testament to others, is the way that we carry the brand of Christ. Doing good recognizes that you not only represent yourself, right, but you also represent Christ. So doing good, if we do these things, if we're ones that are, that are, um, that are brand-bearing, uh, that are seed-bearing, um, that are uh, carrying the burdens of others, that are burden-bearing, if we do these things, if we produce fruit and we keep doing these things, it says that we'll reap a harvest if we do not give up. Is that encouraging? I'm hoping that's encouraging for you. Uh, I'm going to invite um, uh, Josh to come on up uh, as we begin to close. I don't know if you've ever um, had like a, just a random or a normal thing happen and it kind of sparks a thought in you. I remember I was working on some kind of software and you know when you click close, it always asks you this question, right? Do you really want to quit? Do you know that? That happens? I was having one of those days and I closed the software and it says, do you really want to quit? And I said, I don't know. Do I really want to quit? It's a good question. And I want to ask you the same question today. Do you really want to quit? Or have you just forgotten why it matters? Do you really want to quit? Or have you just forgotten why it matters? And if you have forgotten, I want to remind you, I want to remind you that showing up matters. That it does really matter. That all of us, the body of Christ, the church, 
Because the church isn't, isn't a building, why right? The church is, is the people, is the people of God. And it's not about a few people that are on stage or a few people who are called to ministry. Actually, all of us are the church and all of us matter and all of us showing up matters. Why? Because I remind you that a few weeks ago, we put some, some names up on the wall. Beck shared about who am I building for and, and challenged us and encouraged us to, to go right up as well, who we're building for. And online we did the same and, and the comments all over the comments was, was posting of, of different people who we're building for. I, I read some of those names on the wall and people wrote that they're building for their children. They wrote that they're building for their grandchildren. They wrote that they're building for their friends. They wrote that they were building for future believers who get to find our Lord Jesus. They wrote that they're building for people who are about to give up. They wrote that they're building for young people who struggle with panic attacks, depression, stress. They wrote that they're building for broken marriages. They wrote that they're building for lonely and broken hearts, for the next generation of leaders, for the people that feel they don't belong. And I remind you, when you feel like quitting, actually, no, it does matter. You're making a difference by being part of this community of believers here in the room and online, by showing up week to week, by, by just continuing to do good. I want to remind you that you're going to reap a harvest if you don't give in. And some of those things you'll see this side of eternity and some of those things you won't. Some of the difference that you're going to make is going to be a difference in someone's eternity that you won't even know about. But when you feel like you want to quit, when you feel like you want to throw in the towel, when you feel like you want to give in, I want to remind you, if you keep sowing, if you keep doing good, at the proper time, I don't know what the proper time is, but you'll reap a harvest if you do not give up. Let me pray for you. God, I just thank you. God, I thank you that we get to be part of your plan. That God, you didn't have to include each one of us, but God, you chose to. God, you chose to allow us to be part of your plan. To be part of making a difference in this world. And I thank you that each, every, each and every one of these people that are gathered here, God, and online, God, they're part of that plan. They're making a difference. God, that showing up matters, that doing good matters. God, and I thank you for your promise. God, I thank you for your word. That if we keep doing good, if we keep on doing good, that we should not grow weary in doing good, but we will reap a harvest that we do not give up. God, I pray that that would be a word. God, that would encourage us this morning. God, that would put courage in us. And I pray for those, God, that are just, that, that feel like they've, done all they can do. I, f I pray for those that are weary, that are, that are heavy burdened. God, I pray that as your word says that they would find rest in you. They would find peace in you. God, I pray that you would fill them up, God, with your Holy Spirit. And I thank you, God, that as we continue to sow, God, that many lives are going to be changed as a result. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Church, I'd love, to, um, I'd love to pray one more prayer this morning as we kind of draw to a close. Maybe you're here this morning 
and you don't know God, that you don't have a relationship with Jesus. I don't know how you came here this morning or how you found our online service. Maybe a friend invited you. Maybe you just simply stumbled across it or maybe you're just here searching. I want to say that you're so welcome. We're so glad that you joined us. We're so glad that you're here. And I would love to uh, give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. I'm going to pray a really simple prayer in a moment. And, and prayer, what, re- what prayer really is, is, is a conversation with God. And I want to just lead you in that conversation. The you know, truth is that all of us have messed up and made mistakes. All of us have fallen short of, of God's glorious standard. And the Bible says that, that the payment of the wages for our sin or our mistakes is death, eternal death. But the gift of God is new life, is free life through Jesus. That through Jesus dying on the cross, coming to earth in the form of a man, just over 2,000 years ago, living a perfect sinless life, yet dying on a cross, dying a criminal's death on a cross that he could be the sacrifice or the payment for our sins that anybody who chooses to to repent to turn from the way they were living and turn towards him uh, can have a a new life can have a clean slate and can have a relationship with him and so if that's you this morning and you're saying Adrian yeah I want to say yes to Jesus I want to just ask everyone to close their eyes and bow their heads and I want to pray a really simple prayer and I want to invite you to pray this prayer along with me So these words say, Dear Jesus, I thank you that you died for me. I recognize that I've messed up and made mistakes. And I ask that you'd forgive me. Would you make me new? Today I choose to follow you. Would you be my Lord? And would you be my Savior? In Jesus' name I pray. And if that's you this morning, and while eyes are still closed and heads are still bowed, and you prayed that prayer, uh, and online as well, there's a, there's a button coming up. It says, I raise my hand. And if you're in the room today and you prayed that prayer and you said yes to Jesus, I'd love to, to pray a prayer of blessing on you, but I want to know who I'm praying for. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to count to three. I'm going to ask you to pop your hand up nice and high. And when I see it, I'll acknowledge you and put it back down. If that's you this morning, I said yes to Jesus. One, two, three. Hands going up now saying, I said yes to Jesus. Awesome. I see those hands on the right. Thank you. Thank you at the back. I see the hand. Awesome. Other one on the back. Thank you. I see the hand. Online, if you, you can hit that button right now and our team will see it. Awesome. Two online that said yes to Jesus. Awesome. Anybody else saying yes to Jesus this morning? Awesome. God, I just, I thank you for those people that have said yes to you. God, I thank you for the plan that you have for them. I thank you for the purpose that you have for them. And I pray that right now, Holy Spirit, you'd become so evident to them. Those in the room and those online, God, they just sense your presence right now. I thank you that your word says that whoever is in Christ is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. I thank you, God, today is a fresh start. God, I pray that as they read their Bible, God, it would come alive to them, that you'd speak to them. I pray that you'd bring people around them, God, that encourage them, going to walk alongside them in their faith. I pray your blessing and your anointing on each one, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz.